0: The following podcast was recorded on Thursday, January 20th, 2022, featuring Sam Rines of Arbor Data Science. To hear the podcast in real time, you can sign up for a free trial at arborresearch.com or by emailing Gus Handler directly at gus.handler at arborresearch.com. You can also call Arbor Research and Trading at 1-800-606-1872. Thanks for your time and enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Talking Data. I'm your host, Kristen Radish of Arbor Research and Trading. Our commentator today is Sam Rhyans of Arbor Data Science. Welcome, Sam. Thank today, you, Kristen. Sam, you're welcome. Today, Sam will discuss sticky CPI, energy and cracks in the manufacturing boom. So Sam, consumers tend to have two things in mind when contemplating their outlook for inflation, groceries and gasoline. What can you tell us about flexible inflation?
1: Uh, So flexible inflation is the Fed's way or one of the ways that they look at whether inflation is going to be persistent, whether it's in the system to stay, or whether it can come out of it. And when you look at this next slide here, it becomes pretty evident that a lot of the inflation that's currently in the system is what we would normally consider flexible inflation. That's food prices, highly volatile. Gasoline prices, highly volatile. Energy generally, highly volatile. but you're beginning to see that sticky price begin to move a little bit higher, and that's mostly, partly because supply chains are disrupted, et cetera, et cetera. But a little bit of it is also that there's a an idea that there's going to be a certain persistency within those energy and food complexes that will spill through to other things. right If you're going to have higher transportation costs for a per, for a longer period of time that's going to begin to flow through to real goods, that's going to begin to flow through to services, et cetera. So you're beginning to have that flexible CPI, that flexible inflation begin to become more of a sticky problem uh, than it was necessarily a few call it a few months ago. Uh, So it's going to that number right there, that little orange line versus the brown line, that orange line beginning to tick higher is somewhat problematic. Uh, and it's unlikely that you're going to see it kind of go back uh to the, call it easy 1990 to two, 2020 uh, type, just straight across, no big deal. uh Flexible inflation, et cetera, you know, goes up and down, but you get the sticky that's fairly consistent. If you look back in the 70s and 80s, there was much more of a flow through from flexible to sticky that is likely to be at least a little bit what we're going to see over the next uh, six to 12 months.
0: And how about food inflation? I know personally, you know, this is a very, it's a pain point for all of us right now.
1: Yeah. And it's likely to continue to be that way. Uh, The food away from home, you know, that's eating at restaurants, uh, going to bars, that type of deal. Um, That's begun to tick higher. And a lot of that is because it's a lot more expensive to Hire somebody in the kitchen, hire somebody to bring the food out, bust the tables, et cetera. Uh, So that's going to, that flows through to the price of a plate of food, right? Uh, It's not just uh, the chicken. It's not just the beef. uh, It's everything involved there. So you're beginning to see food away from home take up. uh, Food away from home take up. And food at home uh, has been, other than a pretty fast blip in the middle of the Um, in the middle of the COVID pandemic, uh, has been spiking pretty pretty heavily, Uh, and that is partially due to supply chain issues, right? We have plenty of beef, we have plenty of chickens, we have plenty of pork, uh, but there's a significant problem in the slaughterhouses in terms of getting them to market. Uh, There's simply not enough labor there. Uh, That labor uh, was mostly uh, immigration-related, Um, we've seen a significant downtick on the immigration front and that's creating a labor shortage uh, within that complex and that's not going away anytime soon it's very difficult uh, to attract labor into that market it's not a very uh call it uh, glamorous job uh, and it tends to not pay that well Uh, so that's going to continue to be an issue there on the food and vegetable front you saw uh, problems with truckers going in and out of canada Uh, that Created a whole backup in terms of where fruits and vegetables were coming from, going to Canada, coming back, spoilage, etc. That that's going to continue to flow through the system, and energy isn't going to help much. Uh, and that's the that's the next slide uh, that I think is a little it, it's it's this is a little troubling uh, on a number of fronts. That energy tends to lead fertilizer prices, right? So blue line being potash. Uh, and green line being WTI, if you have persistent problems within the energy complex, you're going to begin to have that flow through to fertilizer prices uh, in the next six to 12 months, not in the next three to six. Uh, so this is a more we call it sticky problem. Uh, back to the sticky inflation, uh, this is a stickier problem uh, than I think is being realized within some of the markets right now. That when you have a significant uptick within the energy complex. It's going to flow through to food, and it's going to flow through to food in call it you know a crop season from now. Uh, and whether or not we have some sort of correction within the energy markets is going to be very important uh, for figuring out what the cost of fertilizer is going to be and what farmers are going to demand for prices in call it the fall, winter, and next spring. So this is this is something that isn't going away in the near term and could become much more of a problem. Uh, it's you know, there's the shipping costs that, yes, that's going to be an energy issue, but this is the problem that flows back through to food, and then you begin to have that much higher inflation for much longer within the food complex.
0: Let's turn next to the Empire State Manufacturing Index. Are cracks beginning to emerge in the manufacturing boom?
1: This is a tough one, because you did see, you saw current orders fall, you saw current activity fall, you saw unfilled orders begin to downtick um that's that's disconcerting the manufacturing boom was kind of the tailwind uh, that we were kind of using to get through a lot of the uh issues that we had coming out of covid that you're beginning to see that fall is is somewhat problematic the interesting part about the empire state uh, index is that it tends to be a pretty good leading ind- indicator for uh, the PMI, the Purchasing Manufacturers Index, uh, Purchasing Managers Index. Uh, that tends to be a very good leading indicator for U.S. growth. And if you're beginning to see cracks here, it, it's it's disconcerting uh, for the PMI release. What is likely coming through here is a mixture of two things. One, rising energy costs are not great for manufacturers. That's... that's problematic. Uh, The other one that's probably flowing through here is Omicron. Uh, What we've seen over the past few weeks is a number of people calling out sick. Uh, That's probably creating a labor shortage uh, within the manufacturing complex. Uh, And it's likely that you're going to continue to see that happen. Uh, This isn't something that you're going to see dissipate uh, quickly. It's, it's this is this is bad. Um, when you have orders going negative, uh, that's call it a two month problem. That's not a one month problem. Uh, Omicron, if that begins to become less of an issue with workers calling out sick, uh, that will that will be somewhat of a tailwind. Uh, but this is this is more than likely higher input costs translating to higher out you know higher pricing that manufacturers are demanding and lower demand generally. So you're probably beginning to see some demand destruction flow through the system.
0: Well, Sam, thank you for your thoughts today. And as always, thank you everyone for joining us. If you have any questions on the mentioned topics or suggestions for future episodes, please let us know. For any further information or questions, please contact Gus Handler at gus.handler at arborresearch.com. Have a great day.